Hey folks, just want to give you a quick heads up that this episode of Doctor Who contains an implied sexual assault that happens off screen. This is Benny. And this is Kyle. And you're listening to The Doctor's Watcher. The English history podcast about every episode of Doctor Who. That's right. We're going we're gonna to help you in your classes there, uh, assuming that <laughs> your classes have very basic general knowledge questions about major periods in history and especially um, English history. Uh-huh. Uh, and hopefully... Hopefully those questions do not include, did Viking helmets actually have horns on them? <laughs> Indeed. Because you, you may answer that wrong based on our previous episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> based on the Doctor Who's previous episode, I will say. It's not our fault. Uh, we, we just tell you uh, the episodes as they happen, folks. <laughs> blame, blame Dennis Spooner for this one. Or, you know, uh-huh. whoever the prop person was, I suppose. <laughs> Dennis! Dennis! <laughs> <laughs> well, do we, do we have anything to talk about or should we get right into it? Um, I can't think of anything. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we are talking about The Meddling Monk today, which is the 37th episode of season two. Mm-hmm. Benny, would you remind us of our cliff dangler? The cliff dangler was that there's a monk and he's meddling. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the doctor was exploring this monastery and uh, he found um, the source of what seemed to be the monk's chanting, but it was a gramophone. And so he he turned it off and he was sort of chuckling to himself, but then his laughter died in his throat when some <laughs> sort of wooden like um, was like a, a portcullis type deal. Yeah. Not like yeah, portcullis is a good word for it. That closed closed behind him, and then the monk appeared, laughing, laughing, chortling in his glee. It was kind of cool because the. Like the wooden bars or whatever you want to call them, making up the portcullis, like they weren't like carved or fashioned really. They were just like basically thin trees. 
Oh, interesting. Very, very yeah. homemade. <laughs> mm-hmm. A DIY trap. <laughs> so at the start of this episode, the monk is finishing up some breakfast preparations. Bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs. His electric toaster has popped up some freshly toasted toast. He's got some fried eggs from an electric skillet type deal, you know, sort of like a <laughs> wow. camp camp stove those, situation. Those medieval monks lived lived good. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't know they had it so easy. He's got a cup of tea. I'm assuming that's from an electric tea kettle, but I don't think we actually saw that. So he gets this, you know, nice breakfast loaded up onto a tray and he carries it to the doctor's cell. Well, that's nice of him. Uh-huh. The cell door, you know, it's like a solid wooden door, but it has kind of a, a window or whatever, you know, an open area in the top that you can look through. Mm-hmm. So the monk looks through this port in the door to, you know, check out where the doctor is and whatever. It looks like the doctor's probably asleep. So he unlocks the door slips the breakfast tray in, closes and relocks the door, and then he starts shouting at the doctor through like through the port in the door to wake him up. And a few moments later, the tea comes flying out through the port in the door into the monk's face as the doctor tells him to fuck off and says he'll come out when he's ready. <laughs> Yep, I uh, I don't think this monk was quite prepared for the the kind of prisoner that he's got on his hands now. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, he's pretty ambitious, but yeah, he might have bit off a bit more <laughs> than he can chew. Exactly. Elsewhere in the forest, Vicky wakes up. She looks around, but Stephen's not there anywhere. She, you know, kind of starts calling for him or looking for him, and he does show up a moment later and he has a bunch of blackberries for the two of them to eat. Oh, cool. That's very, you know, um, that's good initiative on his part. The two of them decide that they should probably GTFO back to the TARDIS. Yes. And as they discuss what time it is, or Vicky wonders what time it is, Stephen, of course, checks the wristwatch that he now has that he uh, stole from the villager. Reminding us that uh, he found a very anachronistic wristwatch. Mm-hmm. He kind of makes it clear that he still doesn't really believe that they're in the past because of this wristwatch. We're just in a very elaborate theme park. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the doctor did drop that You thing. said before he didn't have a watch. I said I didn't think he had. Mm, interesting. But as they talk about it, they get jumped by villagers, basically, and are both taken captive. Uh, I think now that we don't have Ian and Barbara around, the party's passive perception must have gotten lower. <laughs> yeah, Stephen might be a person of action, but he wasn't quite as specialized. Well, he just needs to learn to tell the DM that he wants to keep watch. The monk wanders out of the monastery and just like we saw him do in the previous episode he kind of habitually pulls his monk robe sleeve back 
as if he wants to check the time on the wristwatch that is not actually there on his wrist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, he seems, you know, a little bit taken aback that there's not a wristwatch. The main villager woman, who you'll recall is the descendant of her mm-hmm. from the one with the cave people, she shows up at the monastery with another woman. Apparently, the two of them have brought the monk some food. <laughs> and this monk's got it good because they're bringing a whole monastery's worth of food. <laughs> uh-huh. He, you know, thanks them for the offering. And they apologize to him basically for the food, like, not being very good. And he's like, Yes, but don't distress yourself, my child. We must all be prepared to make sacrifices when they're asked of us. After just having finished his delicious breakfast, uh-huh. uh, you know, with all the modern conveniences. He basically, you know, after graciously accepting the food that he agrees sucks, <laughs> he asks them to basically, like, fuck back on off to the village because he's got studying to do. And they do. <laughs> what, a, what a monk this monk is. What a monk. Uh Uh-huh. So the two villagers leave. We get a quick moment of the doctor shouting from within his cell. And then we come back to the monk who basically heads up to the cliffs overlooking the sea, you know, where he first saw the TARDIS from. And he kind of like settles in, you know, makes himself a nice little seat and whatever. He does some nose drugs. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Okay. <laughs> I, I rewound and watched it again. Yeah, he definitely does some nose drugs. I guess probably snuff, but maybe cocaine, who knows? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, you know, then he pulls out some binoculars and starts watching the sea. He ends up spotting a Viking longship heading toward the area. And he gets pretty excited about that. At last! At last! Hmm. Most monks are, are not so excited about seeing Viking longships. Uh-huh. Vicky and Stephen have been taken to the village. And Stephen is, like, maybe kind of starting to believe that this is actually the past. Well, I mean, they'd hardly go to all this trouble for a fancy dress ball now, would they? <laughs> Uh, unless they're LARPers. <laughs> LARPers will go to a lot of trouble. Yes. <laughs> the the villagers are discussing what they should do with these two people they found. Woolnoth thinks they're travelers and wants to let them go. Because, you know, we're a village that's friendly to travelers. Yes. Eldred is not so sure about this. So are, are one of these villagers the, the descendant of her? Uh, we actually get the descendant of her's name here, which is Edith. Edith. Edith, yeah. She asks Stephen and Vicky if they're looking for the old man with the long white hair, which, of course, they are. Mm-hmm. Eldred thinks that basically Stephen and Vicky and the doctor are all spies for the Vikings. They're spikings. 
Also, because Edith is the descendant of her, I'm going to call her Shedith. Shedith. Yeah, I think that makes sense. <laughs> Woolnoth still thinks that they're innocent travelers. And it turns out that Woolnoth is the person who's actually in charge. That's handy. So he tells them that they can go. And he tells Shedith to get some food together for their journey. Shedith offers to take them to the monastery where the doctor went. But Vicky's just like, Oh, um, well, it's all right. Thanks. Oh. Huh. Do you know why Vicky doesn't want? It wasn't really clear. I think my guess, just based on like my sense of Vicky's personality, is that either she wants the adventure herself or she doesn't want to feel like she's relying on somebody. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I think both of those things would would be consistent with what we've seen of Vicky. So, yeah, she turns down the escort. Shedith is probably secretly relieved to not have to do an escort quest. Yes. Well, maybe maybe that's why Vicky turned her down, because she was like, we don't need an NPC around. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, she and Steven head out. We cut over to the cliffs, where the Vikings have arrived. Unfortunately, the camera is up at the top of the cliffs, and we're not, like, looking down, so... We don't really get to see the Viking ship up close. We just saw it through the monk's binoculars earlier. Yeah, if if only they'd moved the camera. Oh, well, I'm sure they'd totally, you know, <laughs> built a full Viking ship and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just a shame we couldn't see it. <laughs> but the Vikings have arrived, and a little group of them has used their grappling hooks to climb to the top of the cliffs, where the cameras are and the Viking who seems to be the leader of this group sends Sven, Ulf and Gunnar on a scouting party to the South. Amazing. He's got plans to send Radnor and his buddies on a scouting party to the North. He kind of gives this scouting party, like, you know, the quick rundown of you know, the mission objective and briefing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Basically, the idea is to just purely do scouting. They want to find out, like, where there's food and water. They want to know how strong the villagers are. Uh, Sven, you know, wonders about where they should get provisions or, you know, what provisions they should take with them. And basically, they're told they should just get provisions, like, from the first village they find. But, you know, like, try to avoid fighting unless it's really necessary. Sven's like, so do I just, like, ask nicely? Or... <laughs> uh -huh. But keep in your minds, this is no ordinary raid. You are the eyes of a king. Hmm. So I think the sense that that we're getting here is that, like, this this Viking ship is basically entirely the scouting party for like the actual invasion that's going to be coming soon. Mm -hmm. Vicky and Steven have arrived up at the monastery. You know, they knock on the door and when the monk answers the door, they start of course questioning him about whether their friend is there. And he says that he hasn't seen any visitors. <gasps> He's meddling again. <laughs> 
Vicky asks if any of the other monks have. And at first, he's just like, oh, you know, I'm sure that they would have mentioned it to me if they saw anything unusual. But Vicky gives him a look and he says that he'll go inside and check with the other monks. <laughs> and then you hear him like, oh, no, I didn't see anyone. I didn't see anyone either. <laughs> Visitors? No, we haven't had visitors in several years. Exactly. <laughs> While he's inside, Stephen says that he thinks it's all bullshit. He does not believe the monk at all, and he has a plan. Stephen passed his insight check. <laughs> so the monk returns to the door you know, tells Vicky and Stephen that nobody else has seen any visitors either. Mm. You know, no one else has seen their friend. So Stephen asks the monk to keep an eye out for him and asks if he remembers the description. Description? Uh, let me see. Was it long white hair, a black cloak, and rather strange check. That's it. You've got it. Fine. Thanks. Not Thanks it. very much indeed. You're very welcome, my son. And Stephen and Vicky leave. They never gave a description. Yep, they never gave a description, which Vicky, you know, immediately catches on to. So now they know for sure that the monk has seen the doctor at least, and, you know, pretty good guess that he's probably holding the doctor prisoner. Uh, why, why, why is this man meddling? And why is he a monk? Why, one would almost say he's a monk who meddles? <laughs> You know, we've had episodes where we weren't quite sure what the title meant or it was referring to. This is not one of those. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the death of time or, or whatever that episode was called? We still don't uh -huh. know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a good title, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no doubt of that. No doubt of that. Vicky's worried that this was too easy. She's starting to wonder if... Maybe the monk is trying to trick them into thinking that they tricked him. Interesting. Stephen wants to break into the monastery and look for the doctor and try to save him. But Vicky thinks that maybe that's what the monk wants them to do. Yeah, yeah. He gave quite an elaborate description for someone who received no description at all. Yeah, maybe he realized like halfway through, but he was already committed to it, so... <laughs> thought it would be even more suspicious if he stopped and was like, wait, no, I, I, I don't remember the description. A clever cleric. <laughs> A devious, devout person. <laughs> uh, fucking smart friar. There we go. <laughs> That's the best one yet, Kyle. Stephen says they don't really have any other choice than to break into the monastery and try to save the doctor. Mm -hmm. But he suggests that they'll wait until after dark. So what do we do? We spring the trap. <laughs> I don't know what that's a reference to. Oh, it's a, I think it's um, Revenge of the Sith. I think Anakin and Obi-Wan oh, say okay. it. We might even that drop it in a voice clip. <laughs> <laughs> I sense a trap. Next move, spring the trap.
survivors of London. The Daleks are the masters of Earth. Surrender now and you will live. Those wishing to surrender must leave a five-star review on iTunes and email thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com or tweet at doctorwatcher and obey orders received. Message ends. So Stephen and Vicky decide to wait until after dark. The DM realizes that the module doesn't really have much else planned. So we just cut to dusk. Yeah, Vicky was like, that's too easy. And the, the DM is like on the next to last page of the module. And they're like, oh, <laughs> it's a short one, you guys. <laughs> uh-huh. So we cut, we cut to dusk. But we actually cut back down to the village. We're not up at the monastery anymore. Sheedith is in the village, and it seems like she's alone in the village. She seems kind of uncomfortable and looks like she's maybe a bit spooked. So she grabs a spear. Nice. And just kind of, you know, starts slowly advancing. She's like, for some reason, spears just seem like the most advanced type of weapon. I never got into swords. Spears are the most <laughs> advanced type of weapon that I really enjoy using. Clubs. I'm all about clubs, but there's no clubs uh-huh. around right now. <laughs> so she's kind of like advancing towards the camera with her spear. Unfortunately, this is the wrong direction to have been advancing in. Oh, no. Because a Viking kind of jumps down into frame behind her and grabs her and picks her up and carries her off. Oh, dear. We cut up to the monastery where Stephen and Vicky are sneaking around to the back of it. And then we cut back to the village where the Vikings have just left. This is, I guess, a little bit later. Woolnoth arrives in the village and he finds Sheedith and it is clear that things did not go well either for the village or for her. Oh dear. She's basically just got like the thousand yard stare in her eyes and she's able to tell them that it was Vikings, but she can't, she doesn't really say much of anything else. Oh, sounds like another episode that didn't quite get the memo about this being a kid's show. Yep, not quite. Hmm. The Saxon men, Wilnoth and Eldred, start tracking the Vikings. This is pretty easy because the Vikings are all drunk on Saxon village mead. So the Saxons catch up with the Vikings. There's a big fight. There's lots of shouting and grunting. There's lots of swinging swords, lots of thrusting spears. One of the Vikings actually gets killed, and as soon as this happens, the other two flee. Yeah, the DM's like, I'm tired of rolling for all these NPCs. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the, the combat ends, and one of the Saxons, Eldred, has apparently been injured pretty badly in this fight. He thinks he can make it back to the village, but 
Wolnoth basically decides to take him to the monastery instead because it's a lot closer. And surely all those many helpful monks will be able to help out. Uh Uh-huh. So we cut back to the monastery. Vicky and Stephen have successfully snuck in through a window in the back, basically. And after they both get through the window, they're, you know, in a hallway. They both look at each other. And then they both simultaneously say, Follow me. And then they both head different directions down the hallway. Sometimes uh, when you're both people of action, it can be a detriment. (laughs) The camera just kind of lingers here for a moment. And then Stephen returns with a frustrated look on his face. And he heads down Vicky's direction in the hallway. Oh, at least they didn't split the party for too long. Uh Uh-huh. Meanwhile, the monk has restarted the gramophone. He's playing the monk's chanting record again. And he has also reset the doorway trap of, like, the wooden portcullis that he used to catch the doctor. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of, like, skulking and hiding in the hallways. He's, like, trying to watch Vicky and Steven explore without being seen himself. But, of course, this is interrupted when he hears a loud banging at the front door of the monastery, and he goes to check it out. Vicky and Stephen, meanwhile, have found the room with the gramophone, but unlike the doctor, they don't turn it off and stop it playing. That's smart. And apparently that was what triggered the trap in the doorway, because the trap is not triggered for them, and... They're able to just like leave the room and continue their search. And the DM was like, are you using out-of-character knowledge right now just because you know what happens <laughs> to the doctor's character or the, the doctor's player's character, a.k.a. the doctor? Anyway, um, your characters weren't there. And they're like, no, we, uh, we just wouldn't do that. My character like totally wouldn't turn the gramophone off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's written right here on my character sheet. Doesn't turn gramophones off. (laughs) So they continue the search. They find the doctor, you know, asleep in his cell. So Stephen starts picking the lock on the cell door. Nice. Useful skill to have. I think he really is, like, just trying to secure his position as person of action. He's busting out all his skills. Trying to, trying to go through the character sheet and show everything he's got points in. Mm-hmm. The monk has gotten to the front door of the monastery. He answers. Of course, it's Woolnoth with the injured Eldred. I have a wounded man here, Father. He needs help. By all means, bring him in. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, very, very accommodating of him. What a, what a good host. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess, you know, if he doesn't want to blow his cover yet, he can't really turn him away, so... You know, you caught us right right in the middle of some, um, chanting. <laughs> Come back later. <laughs> can't you hear us chanting? It's very important that we are not interrupted. It just seems like you chant the same song all the time. <laughs> Stevens managed to get the doctor's cell door unlocked, so he and Vicky head in. But they quickly discover that what they thought was the doctor asleep 
is actually just a pile of furs covered by the doctor's cloak. And then the doctor, like, jumps out at them and whacks them with something. <laughs> that would be good, but unfortunately not. Oh, it wasn't the doctor's trap then. Okay. He's gone. He's gone. And with this realization, the words, Next episode, A Battle of Wits, appear on screen. Inconceivable! <laughs> well, that monk sure did a lot of meddling. Indeed. Um, kind of not stoked about what happened to, to Edith slash Edith. Um, yeah. Seemed a little unnecessary. Yeah, that was really not great. The... You know, I tried not to go into too much detail because the episode also didn't really go into too much detail, but like it's pretty clear what happened. And yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Yep. It's like not even for the historical, you know, quote unquote historical accuracy of it, but like you can't be bothered to take the horns off the helmets of the Vikings, but you still feel like throwing in something like that. Like, come on. Yeah. Or not. No. And, you know, like, we, we could have still had, like, the village get sacked without having that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's... How, how would you say that, like, the dynamic is, is developing here between our new party? Uh, it's interesting. There's definitely some tension, um... You know, partially there's the whole thing of Stephen not really believing what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not clear whether he thinks that Vicky and the doctor are both trying to prank him or like <laughs> what he thinks is happening. But, you know, there's that. There's also, I think we might get a little bit more of this later in the serial. I'm not entirely sure, but there's definitely some tension between Vicky and Steven. They both kind of want to be like the person deciding what to do when it's the two of them together, mm -hmm. which is, it's interesting. Like I'm so far kind of enjoying seeing, you know, this sort of dynamic of like, you know, things are not always just, you know, everyone is in step with what's going on. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we certainly had people having, different ideas and different plans and disagreeing and stuff before but um it is it is interesting how now we've kind of completely reset the party dynamic that all all the original yeah. group except for the doctor um are are new so they have to like figure out how how each each part of that relates to the other members um yeah i'm curious how long yeah. how long this particular trio is going to last before we get a new um, a new companion or one of them leaves that I don't actually know. Well, that would be a spoiler I'm, in any case. So yeah. uh, I guess, I guess we'll uh, just have to find out together. But yeah, in our previous episode, when they're, when Vicky and Steven are in the forest and, you know, at first they see the villager, they hide in the bushes. Vicky wants to stay hidden, but 
Stephen wants to like go talk to the villager and not find just, out not just like, talk to the village but like beat, uh, beat them up <laughs> well this is this was before the villager picks the the watch up okay <laughs> uh steven wants to go talk and like find out like where the village is and let's you know not be lost anymore but vicky's like no 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 we should like secretly follow this villager for a while and like figure out if he's cool or not mm-hmm. and you know then steven ends up just rushing in as Vicky shouts at him not to, and mm-hmm. she even has a line about, like, how about you do what I say for once or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it is. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, we had this whole little hallway moment in this episode where they each go different directions and they each, you know, want to be the one deciding which way to go. I did appreciate that it was Stephen who followed after Vicky rather than vice versa. I kind of yeah. like her being the one who's actually in charge. Yeah, I hope I hope he he eventually just realizes that uh she she's been doing this longer. She's got experience. She's very like independent and can take care of herself. And mm-hmm. yeah, he can just follow her lead. Somehow I don't think that's going to happen quite like that, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> well, cool. I mean, uh a problematic episode maybe not the the greatest one ever but um curious to see what happens next i'm curious what this monk's deal is why he's meddling and of course where he got all this stuff from so that's that's a compelling mm-hmm. little mystery i'm curious to see where it goes yeah other other than the one little moment this serial has been pretty interesting so far yeah well find out in two weeks listeners what happens in the Battle of Wits. Yes, and uh, well, we'll um, see you then. Bye. Bye. The Doctor's Watcher would like to thank Circuit 23 for the awesome theme song he made for us. You can hear it and the rest of his music at soundcloud.com slash circuit23. You can reach him at circuit.23 at gmail.com. I would like to thank Benny for listening to me talk about Doctor Who, and I would like to thank all you listeners for listening to Benny listen to me talk about Doctor Who. You can reach us by email at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com and on Twitter at doctorwatcher. If you enjoyed the program, Please tell all your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We didn't give him a description of the Doctor. I know we did. That means he must have seen him, doesn't it? He's keeping him prisoner in there. I'll stake my light on that, Becky. Well, it was pretty stupid to give himself away like that. It's easily done. Too easy. I don't think we've been as clever as we think we have. Oh, now what does that mean? Well, look. Say he's the one who's tricked us. Say he gave himself away deliberately like that in order to make us think we'd fooled him. Vicky, there's only one way we can find out what's going on in there. That's to break in. That's exactly what he wants us well, to possibly, do. Well, possibly, but we've no other choice. We'll wait till it's dark. Come on.